Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on This Needs to Be Said segment of This Needs to Be Read. And I want to rush right into this topic, so I'm actually pacing myself because I've been married under two years, and every relationship book I can get my hands on, it, it really just pulls me in. But I'm only saying that to say that this book was different than just any other relationship book. It's titled, This is How Your Marriage Ends. And the other part that caught my attention outside of the title was on the back of the book, it says, Why Good People Often Make Bad Partners. So today, the author of the book is joining us, Matthew Frey. He's going to let me call him Matt. Um, welcome to This Needs to Be Said. Matt, how are you? I'm wonderful. I can't thank you enough for your time. I, I appreciate it. Well, in exchange, I want to thank you for your time for putting this book together. I am married to a man, and I am married to a good man, but not always a good husband. And I imagine it's the same for wives, but I get to point the finger at him because it's my interview with me and you. <laughs> but I want to I want to get into this book, um, the section about being a good man, but not necessarily a good husband. And just in the first few sentences of that chapter, the fear of losing your manhood is a barrier to keep you from being the kind of spouse that that is needed. So can we start right there? Is that all right with you? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think that the, maybe the primary takeaway from that would, would be this idea of transparency and honesty. And what I hear from a lot of wives is that my husband isn't honest with me. And I come back and I say, do you mean he lies to you? And she says, no. I, my husband, I believe when he speaks words, he's telling the truth. But then she says, it's not that he's lying. It's that I know he has beliefs and I know he has feelings. But he does not tell me what some of those are. He withholds them from me. He doesn't share everything that he thinks. He doesn't share everything that he feels. And this withholding right. of truth is another form of, I don't want to say dishonesty per se, but I guess it is. But, but my, my premise and my work is that above all things, we must have trust in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And one way to erode trust isn't just a lie, it's to withhold truth. A person can't yeah. feel all the way connected to somebody. We can't be all the way known to somebody if we don't fully disclose all of the things we think and feel with them. And I think a lot of men feel really uncomfortable and frankly entitled to not, to not share those things. Um, because mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know. You know, I don't know what they think of. I think they think of their dads and their grandparents and their football coaches, and they're like, you know, we're men. We don't need to do this. And I think it's yeah. for most of us to tell you the truth, and then maybe you think we're weak, maybe you think we're dumb, and maybe you think we're somebody you don't want to be with anymore. And we're afraid of your rejection, so we sort of hide some true things about ourselves. When if we would be all the way honest, then you could accept or reject the real us, and that matters so much, I think, for healthy relationships. It does, but I could see the fear of being uh, rejected or shut down. And this is right on time because just the other day, for no specific reason other than I'm a woman and we go through things, I was having a tough day. And I specifically said to my husband, I need sensitivity. And we went an entire day with me saying, I need sensitivity. And he was like, I don't know what the heck that is. I don't know what you want me to do. Sorry. But what irritated me is because he does know what to do because 
if I'm if he know he's upset me, like he's done something, I said, don't do that. That will upset me. He'll do all the sweet stuff. You know, you want to watch your favorite movie? You want me to rub your feet? He knows what to do to get out of trouble. But to me, that's the same thing as being sensitive with me because you did. You ate my snack because you wanted to. Or, you know, yeah. we, we're watching this action movie and not this sad romance movie because you want to. But if I get irritated, he can, you know, be a man but give me um, sensitivity. But the other day, for no reason for me, you know, to him, he said, it doesn't make sense. I didn't do anything to you. Why do you need sensitivity? And I was like, because I asked for it. So we were at a stalemate. And so I said, you know what, I have an interview coming up, and I, I might need to find something in the book. And, and one of the things I had read um, even before that day out of the book was about being kind even if you don't want to. And I was like, oh, why did they write that in the book? So, <laughs> so he didn't yeah. know how to help me, but I didn't know how to help him help me. So what and, can and, be and, right. I didn't either. In my relationship, I didn't either. Like these, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to the story you just told. And it seems so harmless. This guy who eats a snack, this guy who wants to watch his favorite kind of movie rather than your favorite kind of movie. I think on the surface, it doesn't seem like those things are harmful. What happens right. is after five years, 10 years, 15 years together, when, when you or I don't want to make it so personal, when, when, when a relationship partner feels as if someone else always always chooses what they believe and what they feel at the expense mm -hmm. of what their partner believes and their partner feels, trust goes away over time. It's not that I think this man's a liar or a cheater or an awful person. Mm -hmm. It's that I no longer trust that when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to feel good as a result of this relationship. I sort of feel like I'm probably going to feel bad. And if this mm -hmm. is my daily experience, it's going to get worse next year and next year. And people think about the future in this dark, scary, bleak way, and then they choose to leave the relationship. And frankly, it's a healthy choice in that situation. So what I want people to do is learn how to calculate for that. You know, I would want him to forgive me to make it personal. I'm not asking him to like watch romantic comedies with you ever necessarily, but I am asking him, let's do the snack thing before he grabs the snack. I want him to have the habit of thinking to himself, what will my wife experience? when she comes home and this is gone. And then I just, if he, if he values this idea of, I want her to feel love, I don't want her to feel hurt, even though this thing doesn't really matter that much. I don't really think she should be mad about it. If I know my wife and I respect my wife and I love my wife, then I can predict accurately she's not going to like this. So I'm not going to do it because what matters to her matters to me. Not, right? Not because he cares about the snack or the romantic comedy necessarily, he right. cares that you'll feel bad, and he wants to protect you from it. And like, that's the right. work of learning how to like, be able to like, accurately predict what may or may not feel awful to someone else, and then making really, really conscious decisions to do things that serve rather than inadvertently harm our relationship partner. And the difference between me today and 10, 15 years ago is that I take that idea really seriously today. Where 10, 15 years ago, I did what I wanted, and then I blamed you if you had a problem with it. I thought you were hypersensitive. I thought you were judging me too harshly or being unfair or being hypercritical. And now it's like I care that the math result of my actions has rolled downhill and adversely affected you. And I need to accept some responsibility for that if I want your trust. Yes. And we could keep talking. And I want to end this um, conversation with you, one, with saying much success as you get the word out about 
This is How Your Marriage Ends. And I want you to definitely let people know where to pick up a copy. But what about the question that comes up, either for men or for women, I'm not a mind reader. Why do you feel like I should read your mind? Do you? What do you have to say for that? Well, I, I, I think in, in my relationship, I don't want to speak for everybody else, I, I, that has mm-hmm. merit if it's true. That has merit if she or he has never told you why they're hurt because of whatever's going on. But I actually don't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't hold any water with me because it, it doesn't. The, the relationship isn't damaged until the same conversation, the same fight happened over and over and over again. It, she said it or he said it, and it wasn't heard. It wasn't respected. So my wife mm-hmm. would say what's wrong. I just didn't love and respect her with, with enough care to take it to heart and then implement it into my daily practices moving forward. I thought she was complaining mm-hmm. about stuff she shouldn't complain about. And I didn't have any responsibility, and I just went on about my day. The Mm -hmm. work is I now am paying attention. She says this thing results in sadness or fear or anger or embarrassment, and I never want someone I love to feel those things. So I'm not going to do anything that results in anger or sadness or fear or embarrassment. And it's a choice, Mm -hmm. and, and it's just a decision to value the experiences of someone else. Even if those same things don't hurt you, can we be mindful about how they impacted them? That's the work. And it probably sounds so simple to so many of your, you know, your listeners that are so good at these skills, probably mostly women. But it does seem somewhat foreign, I think, to a lot of the men. And I, I hope that they take seriously this idea of not accidentally hurting those they love. Because you're still a man, and, and that's what we love about the men. I, I must speak broadly. Um, but I think that's what we love about the man, when we do get to see a peak of sensitivity. We don't want it all the time, but we we want just enough. So it does take that work. So thank you so much, Matt. I know you have to get on to another interview. Thank you for stopping by This Needs to Be Said. Tell the listeners how to get a copy of your book, This Is How Your Marriage Ends. Pardon the interruption. Catherine, you still on the line? I am. I guess he had to go. I'm going to just go ahead and tell the audience how to get a copy of his book. But thank you, Chris. Sorry, could you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. My apologies. Yeah, we had to cut you off. Unfortunately, we had a live station, so I had to put you off onto the mute. That's all right. That's okay. Oh, Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. You have a great um, afternoon. You do the same, Chris. Thanks. So when we have, you're welcome. So when we have an interview and we go over time, they have to take them out of here. So it was a way to get a copy of This Is How Your Marriage Ends by Matthew Frey. You can go to Amazon.com, and they often tell you to shop anywhere that there's a local reseller of books. So in your city, wherever you are, go to your local bookstores and pick up a copy of This is How Your Marriage Ends and begin um, having better conversations with your spouse, being able to share across men or women, to be able to share across to say, hey, this is uh, what I, I need or desire from you, and Hopefully, we both put in the work to give the other person what they desire. And it doesn't make the man less of a man. This book was focused on the men, but we women have responsibility, too, to not point the finger because we want we want happiness. We want to have a happy marriage, and we want the joy of being with our partner and understanding, you know, how, how not to have a bad day. So it takes practice, and he repeated the work, the work, and the work is, putting yourself in the other person's shoes, but not how you feel about being in the other person's shoes. 
he mentioned that sometimes there's something that matters to them that doesn't matter to you, but because you love love them so much and you care about them, you don't want to see them hurt or sad. So you now care about that thing too. Not the same level, but enough to make sure that your loved one doesn't feel like you're dismissing them. This was a great conversation, and I definitely could keep the conversation going. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please let us know. Leave a comment, um, send an email, follow us on Facebook, and we are very responsive with messaging. So follow us at This Needs to Be Said on social media. Thank you, and everyone have a great day. And be sure to pick up a copy of this book because it needs to be read. Thank you for tuning in to This Needs to Be Said. I hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Send me your comments and show ideas through the website at tntbsmedia.com. I'd love to hear from you.